Welcome to the Solution, a real estate podcast where myself, Phil Sexton, along with Jeff Seabach, come together in around the microphones, on the glass table, and we talk about things in our industry that's impacting us. But at the core of our podcast, the reason why it started is because we're ultimately trying to keep the consumer in front. And first, we want to we want to improve the consumer experience in real estate. And that's why we started the podcast in the beginning. And it has just evolved to kind of a newsworthy style of information sharing to get our opinions. And we do it in front of a live studio audience. So our Zoom studio audience today is full of agents and brokers from different companies. We don't, we're not in siloed into one specific brokerage. We use, we, we enjoy the conversation cross, cross brokerage. So Today, we all, we had our schedule. We had our set schedule of what we were going to talk about. And then we all woke up to the news, the big news that CoStar just bought homes.com. Right. So I think first, in case we have some newcomers to the podcast that may not understand co- who CoStar is, can I take that one or you want to take Please, that Please, okay. while you're formulating your thoughts, though, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to be a part of our live studio audience, go to realestateleopard.com. And you can type your phone number in there and then you'll get a text update whenever we're about to go live on Thursdays at one o'clock. Good deal. Arizona time. So, okay. So who's CoStar? CoStar is a publicly traded uh, real estate technology firm. So what they do, um, I use some of their, they've mostly focused for the last 25 years on the commercial side of the business. Okay. And um, they first entered the uh, residential side of the business with apartments.com. So they actually went toe to toe with Zillow uh, in the rental market. Okay. And they actually have, uh, I think they're ahead by 10% in views or listings or something slightly ahead of Zillow at going after renters and renting houses and advertising, basically residential renters, res- residential renters okay. advertising those properties for rent. And then also they were, they, uh, they, what is their software called? Is it called CoStar? No. Yeah. That you are a member of. I'm a member of CoStar. Yeah. For commercial, they are. The, yeah. So what they do is they have a bank of, telemarketers that call you when a property sold, they ask you the details and they update the largest commercial database in the country. And I think they even go into Canada and they're even in, like, I think they go to Australia, they go to a bunch of different countries where they just do commercial. And now with the, they bought HomeSnap for 25 million in, was it in the fall or was it about three months ago, whatever that term was. Yeah. So they bought HomeSnap for about 25 million. And then this morning, CoStar, who's worth $40 billion. The market cap. The market cap. Yeah. And Zillow's 30 billion, just to give rough, rough terms. So this is like you're describing Godzilla and King Kong. Yes. In the realist of all. Yeah. Except the difference is, is that Zillow primarily focused on uh, rentals, new build, new homes, and then residential, of course, as we all know, that are on the call. And now CoStar um, is making their announcement because there was word on the street also that they were going to buy uh, CoreLogic or Black Knight Services. Like they're obviously, you know, or they made an offer on their company as well. So they're buying the data. And this is the advertising platform, right? So because 
Andy Florence, who's the CEO of CoStar. Were you were you in class with him at Princeton? Was it? Uh, no, I was not. Uh, but my, me either. But my, bro- <laughs> my but my brother's best friend was actually at Princeton while he was at Princeton. So okay, I don't okay. know if that counts. Sure, okay. same. same. <laughs> it's like the Kevin Bacon way of knowing him. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So Andy, who he said that. Uh, Zillow was being unethical and that he would never, ever, ever take leads that are off of our listings and not give them to the agent. So we, you know, so that's kind of the, the, if anyone has anything Slow to that add down. from the crowd about CoStar, I'd love to hear it, but that's kind of an intro. All right. Yeah. I'm going to, I want to just comment on your mentioning Andy's comments of Zillow's business model, because Andy, when they bought HomeSnap, Andy was interviewed by Brad Inman, I believe, which yes. is Inman.com is a national residential, typically news source, industry news source. And he, when Brad interviewed Andy, Andy said, you know, I thought about the Zillow business model when I was in college or years ago or before Zillow came out, but I always thought that that model was unethical because it was like putting digital yard signs of your competitors on your listings. And that was the basis. That was like the shot across the bow, as you like to say, yes, of the bait of the, of the, um, where they were rolling out or where Andy was going to position himself as the realtor ally, yes, as opposed to the other, as opposed to the pushback that I think Zillow feels from agents saying that you're took our jobs. Yeah. So that was kind of like bar, uh, rich, Barth? Barton, Barton, Rich Barton, Rich Barton, one of the co-founders. I, like of Zillow. to me, what, what, like when you were talking about that, I, was, I could imagine Rich Barton is on the residential love boat. The love boat, like we've been expecting you. <laughs> like no, he was not, like not excited that they're coming into the space. I would have to imagine. I would have, I would have to imagine as well. Yeah, but it's interesting. And so then, so that was the big news that broke when three months he, ago. Because he, he literally just jumped out and said, "You're doing something that I will never do. That I think is unethical." Right. Which is pretty strong. Right. Statements. Right. And it wasn't like an agent that is just blowing on Facebook saying, I, can you believe what this company is doing? No, it was actually a competitor that's worth 25% more. Is that right? No, 33% more market cap that is saying that. And so when the big dog says that about you, that's well, the, also the bigger difference is CoStar is profitable, right? Their valuation where Zillow is lost money last year. Okay. So right. he, he, they feel that that's going to be a significant impact as it like, kind of like you should come with us because we're going to make it right. Like I think right, that so, he, he's really, but he's picking on a big dog out there. But I, but after they bought HomeSnap, the dust kind of settled, right? Like I hadn't seen, had you seen much CoStar news that had been coming across? Well, come on, we're real estate agents. We sell houses for a living. How could all that stuff matter to us? Like, yes. Right. But then today, what do you see? So on yesterday, uh, if you look at the CoStar, if you follow CoStar's press releases yesterday, April 14th, by the way, today's April 15th. Don't forget to pay your quarterlies, all you independent contractors. No, no, I got suspended until May. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't forget to pay your quarterlies. I'm just going to leave that out. Oh, for check with your accountant. Check with your accountant. But um, for next year, I'm yeah. paying quarterlies right. today, even though. Okay. The, okay. But right. anyway, um, yesterday, April 14th, 
CoStar announces that they acquired Homes.com for a couple of couple of bucks. 156 million, I think it's or 165 million. One, I could have 156. 156, yeah. 156 in million cash. Dollars. In cash. In cash. Right. They buy at Homes.com. We and were they, gonna make an offer, but we decided. No, like, actually, ours was gonna be financed. <laughs> we, we. I wish we had a, a, a phone number for Andy because we could have texted him and said he could have bought Seabock.com for a lot less. Yeah, I mean, he chose to go homes.com. Okay, good and that's deal. what today's topic is about: is why Jeff Seabach, if they already own, they already bought HomeSnap, which had agreements with m- most of the MLSs, as I understand it, across the country for the data. Then why would they purchase homes.com? Um, do we want to ask the studio audience to give it a few shots? Do you want me to just come out and answer? I mean, I like, I like, uh, you know, I like audience participation. I know you do. Okay. All right, audience. All right. Why is CoStar? Why is theoretically Co-Star? none of us are Andy Florence, and none of us know exactly why. I have a few strong opinions on it, but I'd also like some interaction from the audience out I there. I think, like, any day I get Jeff Seabach to have a public disclosure like that oh. is a good day. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right, what do you guys think? Because we nobody knows, but let's speculate. Why is CoStar buying homes.com? And what I'm gonna do is watch for the microphone icon to be unmuted on your Zoom character there. And once I see that it's unmuted, that's your indication that I know you're ready to talk. Karina, do I see, is yours unmuted, Karina? Nope, she's not. All right, Randy, I didn't know if you were gonna jump in there. I always appreciate those that keep their video turned on. Good to see you, good to see you. Nice. We got to wave back. All right. Okay. I don't know, Jeff. Why? That's why we're here to find out. Okay. So maybe we should talk about some of the theories out there, right? Because, you know, some people uh, are wondering maybe why they didn't buy Realtor.com. I saw that. Yes. Like, 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 so some people were kind of like, well, if you're gonna, because you have to think that they're because Realtor.com is number two. Yeah. So if you're talking about visits, um, because the challenge is, is Zillow is in, in visits. Now, of course, the whole idea of the visit is, is an interesting concept as well. But Zillow is in the 200 plus million visits a year. OK, which a you, month, a, a month. I'm sorry. 200 million visits a month. Um, and uh, Homes.com is five million visits a month. Right. And I think that Realtor.com is in the, I think Realtor's in the 35 to 40 million range of visits per month. So the question is, is, and the thing is, is they got enough money. They may also buy Realtor.com. We don't know. They they could actually buy because Zillow owns number two, which is truly a number three, but because they already own number two for visits, yeah, because that's in the 40 to 50 million range. I think that uh, we when we say two, it's actually three, which is realtor.com. And I think Redfin is next. And then it's homes.com for vis- visit, right? I think Redfin's in the 10, like six to 10 million range. Okay. All right. So why didn't they, why didn't they buy realtor.com? Why, why do they need a website? Well, because they need an advertising platform. Got it. Right. So, so and, but you, and we, one that we, comes with agreements is why I think, the biggest reason why they went for it because they 
don't have a database they don't because mls's are very i mean how many mls's are there five or six hundred yeah when we were looking at the homes.com website it said there's 572 mls agreements that they had across the country and i don't know that that's all of them right i don't know how many because because i mean to me they're doing two things one they're buying relationships with realtors Right, because HomeSnap had some relationships. Yeah, HomeSnap appears in one of the articles to talk about how positioned HomeSnap as the mobile technology, whereas Homes.com, they were talking more about what seemed to me like the website. Okay. So the apps versus the the desktop, if you will. Okay, do you know then, is there a difference in licensing, whether it's on an app or a website? Is that what you're alluding to? No, I don't, I'm not. I'm not alluding to that. I think that um, I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know the answer to is, or what I'm speculating the answer to is one of the reasons that CoStar is getting into the residential space the way that they are, I think was started because of what we've talked about before on this podcast. And that's the flurry of lawsuits that have been coming out about transparency and commissions in residential real estate and CoStar thinking that there may be some significant changes in the data, the listing data and how it's displayed out there and they're positioning themselves in a, in a agent friendly way. Well, it is clear. I mean, I guess the good news for the agents out there, to me, it's abundantly clear that if you read any of the postings of it, that Andy is siding with the agent saying, how dare, because his big thing is you're listing your lead. His comments on this on the, on yesterday's press release was, exactly that he said we need we will never leverage your data we're not going to have competing broker services offered on top of your listings right what that means is that right now with zillow when we not when even we, zillow it's like okay the IDX, norm. IDX. Yes. Right, IDX. Let's, let's pick on idea even cbuck.com i'm not yeah and I, just to be clear in case you haven't visited or been in any i am not a fan of idx because of the state regulations that agents have now when when i advertise myself on my listing i have the requirement that i have to put the broker name which i have no problem putting the broker name in front uh, the team name and our agent name prominent i was fined one time eight or nine years ago and it's and, and they asked me to move it from the left hand part of the page to the center of the page by the arizona department of real estate department of real estate following the rules because i wasn't following the rules yet when whoever made the agreement for the idx from 2005 to 2010 they said when other companies market your listings you can hide it anywhere on the site as long as you stay somewhere that it's oh, the listing is from somebody else and that just sticks in my crawl right yeah, like yeah, like yeah, i just don't yeah. like that the state requirement says but the state but it's on they're on our website i mean i see the I, I get i understand what you're saying you want when our listing is shows up anywhere on the web even if it's through idx you want our name and our brokerage to be big on it well yeah but I mean, the reality is we wouldn't use IDX on our site if every listing had a commercial for our competitor. We, I commented on a national blog that got a lot of attention. And I said that the people that are at IDX are in competition with me. And the person hosting the blog was like, they're not your competitor. And I'm like, but they're you, they wanted my data to put on there to draw the people in. How is that my, not my competitor? 
Like, to, so this agreement of the IVX has created to let the public think that they're not competing. And I'm just, I still struggle with that. The good news is you're not the only one that thinks that there's pressure on these IDX agreements. Well, apparently I, apparently Andy Florence agrees with, because when Spencer Raskoff, the former CEO of Zillow came out and said, well, if we're, if Zillow's unethical, IDS is, is unethical. And I was like, I agree, right? Like, okay, like we got it out there. People, and the reason why we're talking about this is because there, right now, there's a thing out there called LEAP, L-E-A-P, where the MLSs are redoing or trying to, or all of this is coming under discussion. It's kind of funny that this co-star happens to come in right when the rediscussion of this is, I don't know, burrowing up or what, like, 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 like the heat, yeah. I can feel the heat in the industry. And the reason we're having this conversation today is because the agents are still like, don't get me wrong. The market out there is a good market to make money and everybody's got their heads down, but this is the formation that's going to control the next five or 10 years. We should be, it's why we came out with real estate leopard is, is we need more voice and we don't have a voice. And if you can't tell, I'm pumped up about it. <laughs> Let's get some comments from the audience. All right. I got one more. Actually, while we wait to see if anybody want to add a comment at this point. I think what CoStarBuyingHomes.com, because one, like you said, somebody else said, well, why not? Actually, Rob Hahn even said, why didn't they buy Realtor.com? And I think because CoStar isn't only focused on realtors, Right. They well, could potentially, if they're, if, because for, people are searching for homes, first of all. Well, well, okay. Right? Home snap, homes.com, like makes right. a lot of sense yeah. that they're after the consumer. People are searching for homes more than people are searching for realtors. Which is my whole argument overall. And where also, the inversion, go ahead. But also realtor.com then I think supports NAR because that's their brand, realtor. And I'm not sure that Andy is interested in Andy. Andy doesn't care if does he care if NAR is. Well, involved? I would say lots of his customers are a part of NAR. No question. But do you think he's only going to offer his services to his to NAR members, or do you think his services will also be offered to non ML? Well, non I believe members? that he's. Would the word be agnostic? to membership membership yeah maybe like because i agree with you he i don't think that he he's just saying if you have a home for if you're a real estate agent and you want to advertise your house come here no i think he's looking for the broadest why smart yes. smart smart guy in the room right like he, yeah you know yeah. um i don't know if he's made stefan swanapol's top 200 list but um, he's about to. He's about, <laughs> he's about to be number one or number two. Yeah, well, right. yeah, he's going to be top 10. Well, it's hard to say that, you know, um, the question is, is it, uh, I don't know, like, where's the building? All right, so I'm going to take this yeah. a little all bit right, further. Right, right. So if, I, do you think that if, if I could, be, if, if agents could be members of the MLS without being a member of NAR, do you think that they would be members of both? Wow. That's a question for the audience. Repeat the question. If you could be a member individually. Let's do a of, poll. Let's, 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 we would like to hear input from the audience. If you could be a member of the MLS without being a member of the 
of NAR, would you be a member of both? Randy said no. Okay, thank you, Randy, for your participation. Artie is shaking her head no. Okay. Wait, wait, the, you would you would just belong to MLS or just belong to NAR? <laughs> Randy's going into the keyboard. And Artie, I can read your lips. <laughs> <laughs> MLS, she said. Yeah. MLS. Oh, but you guys, come on. They're missing the value of NAR, Jeff. They're missing I, the value of NAR. I, I, I Happy like Thursday, guys. So I say yes. I, I definitely see the benefits of, I mean, yes to NAR. You remember and, both. Right. Nina, I would too. So I'm with you. One of the reasons why I would be with both is because I really like the purchase contract. And that's a value that comes from being a member of NAR. Uh, well, do you want to ask them to revote now? <laughs> <laughs> Because where would we host our team meeting on Tuesday? <laughs> no, okay, okay, all right. Right, like MLS, what do we use MLS for? What do we use AAR for? Like, I actually really like the fact that AAR advocates and NAR advocates for national legislative issues that help protect our industry. I'm okay. a fan of that. Okay. Like, it's voluntary that we can contribute towards RAPAC, and we do for a reason, right? Like, but I think most agents out there think that it's like, they no, don't do I think, anything. I think it's the frustration of the you know, the, 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 the lack of governance for the bad actors that are ruining our brand and the growth of agents that are ruining our brand is what you're hearing by those that don't want to, because, because the benefits of RayPak and the benefits of, uh, there are lots of benefits that NAR does provide the challenges is there, it comes with a lot of, uh, I mean, they've, 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 they've doubled the competition recently. So there, there's challenges with the things that they provide. So it's uh, it's hard to see the good through the bad. Does anybody know if CoStar on the commercial side provides contracts or provides forms? I believe they do. Wow. You think that that might come out? Because then that, you think that if that comes out, that takes NAR's biggest benefit away? Wow, Phil. I don't know. No, hold on, hold on. For those that are listening, right, <laughs> I'm stirring up the pot. Wow. You just took a big swing. Dude, you're going for homes.com. If if you're a if you're a subscription service with homes.com so that you can come here and we'll do all the marketing for you and you're in MLS, like I I I don't know, Jeff. Oh, I just I'm just I'm, well, I'm actually, guessing. Okay, so then Phil's not mine. Okay. I'm just guessing. You're just say, you're, okay. You're just saying one of the possible things would be because they're looking. Well, the, I mean, for those that may not have, have the uh, reading skills of Phil Sexton, it's because CoStar is the commercial MLS. Okay. Are they not? I they are. And I, I actually completely agree with you. But wait a minute. I can't, just, I, can't I, can't I list commercial properties in, in my, in our MLS as well? Yes. But, the, but the, the Ooh, big, coming oh. soon to a residential industry near you. So MLS, right. So homes.com to become, to re, well, I mean, here's the thing is, is the challenge with MLS is the um, it's heritage and the, uh it like our mls is pretty dated 
right? Like to me, ours, um, is, ours is one of the most, wow. ours is one of the most innovative in the country though. Like you look at some of the MLS systems across the country that are small. Okay. So, so far, like we, even in Arizona, we're the largest in Arizona, but there's still, I think there's 11 MLSs in Arizona. And when you think of the resources that the largest one has in like, I don't, you, well, clearly I don't that, like well, it when you pick on the, like I, I volunteer there. We have friends there. I don't think that they're as dated as you think that they are. Okay. I good. think that when you, if you're graded on a bell curve, they're actually ahead of the curve. You mean armless? Yes. Oh, armless is compared to the, I'm talking about the, the, uh, I've seen other people's MLSs. I'm just got it. Yes. Okay. It is bad. So, so far we're saying, which Leap is trying oh, to fix. Okay. Hold on. But CoStar. So at first I said, cause they bought it because of the advertising platform. And we talked about it being an advertising platform on a website and then on an app. So now they have both, but you're saying that the long-term vision is not just the advertisement. It has become the source the M to, to be a competitor on the, on the MLS, which is like, nobody wants to have to go to two MLSs. That would be, I don't wow. know, man. I don't know. I, it's a big move and who knows, we're going to find out one day what the move, what they're going to do with it. But right now it's hard not to think. Well, but be, well, I, I mean, I could see it though. The, well, cause the, hmm. I threw you. Yeah. I threw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, well, I mean, cause, uh, whew. it makes sense though. I mean, if that's the, any comment out there? I, I wanted to, you know, I think the acquisition of um, homes.com is, I see it as having to step up your game as an agent. I mean, eventually, I mean, I see it as what is our worth? Could they possibly be getting into the business to allow the everyday consumer to do their own, you know, because right now, I mean, think of 20 years ago when, I mean, you were, you, well, you were wow, totally, go ahead. <laughs> so yes. And I'm also very, very um, inquisitive though. I'm not a mind reader, but um, I just see it as stepping up your game because what is, what really is our worth? I mean, years ago, you were totally dependent on a, you know, somebody that was a realtor because we didn't have the internet. I mean, we didn't have, you know, cell phones and they had to advertise in papers. I mean, could they be in the market to allow the everyday consumer? I mean, because there's a lot of things that are not rocket science. I mean, that's why we have Fizbo's, right? They could sell, but I'm saying that we, that when you talk about your voice, Jeff, I think that, you know, having our voice is stepping up our game and um, expressing our worth. You know, what is our worth? We have lots of agents that, you know, they I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Nina, with, thank with, you. With, thank yes, you for thank the you comment. For coming. Was, I, I, she went further than I did. Yes. Yeah, I agree with stepping up our game. I agree with in this, our whole point is to try and make sure that the elite agents and teams have a voice in the industry because the point is that all this is changing and we have no voice. I mean, why we apply today to be a part of the council of MLS is because we want our voice to be heard. And those that haven't been out to realestateleopard.com, please check it out. But I, I, it's hard because their current business practice is not that what, like what she, she gave is the reasoning. Oh, Okay. They, they, so, they, oh, good. They, good. So in the commercial world, 
you don't have commercial owners that are listing their own properties on correct CoStar. Correct. They it, still it, go to a CoStar member. It is member. not a direct to consumer approach. And actually, that's why I still am a fan. I think that we can help develop that because theirs is an advertising approach and it's pay for advertising. So, but a great comment, Nina. Welcome. I think it might be time for a commercial though. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back, guys. Welcome back. Thank you, studio audience, for hanging in during that commercial. Here we go, Jeff. So we, when we left on commercial break, we were just addressing the fact that Nina said there might be even greater okay. pressure to get rid of the real estate agent well, with the CoStar purchase of homes.com. Is it, is it fair, Nina, to sum it up where you're saying that they may allow owners to directly list their houses? I'm not sure. I just, I, you know what, because I, th I see their competition with Zillow. I mean, I definitely see, I mean... You know, even you, like okay. you mentioned his okay. comment towards Zillow, like this is definitely going to be. Um... I'm going to take that. I'm going to take actually because you brought Zillow into it. I'm going to address that because today for sale by owners can list their houses on websites like Zillow or for sale by owner .com, or they can pay. Uh, uh, there's some some business models out there that allow an owner to pay a couple hundred dollars in order to get their property on the MLS. And you know what, Nina, the best news for us agents in the room is that we still have business, despite the fact that it's really simple for owners to list their properties today on an MLS system, right? So I think, I mean, obviously we're in the room, we, we agree, we believe in in um, agent in the agency relationship in us being able to help guide our clients through the one of the largest transactions one of the largest financial transactions of their life like when especially in this market to see how complicated some of these escalation clauses with leasebacks and all this jazz right now like it's true value to have an agent that can help somebody that doesn't deal with that on the day-to-day -day basis actually hold their hand and guide them through a complicated transaction we're an agent. We all agree. Yes. <laughs> I know, but, but I don't want to just diminish. I mean, I think part of Nina's comments is the only reason the public wants to use us is because we can get them on the MLS. You, and clearly that's not true. Okay. Do you think then that, that CoStar is going to provide forms for us? Because if they're the MLS, they, if they really want to compete, I mean, what a good time. Let's just speak of it as if that is the reason. What a good time for them to come in. Right. With all the lawsuits that are going on around all of this, because the funny thing is, is they can offer no compensation. CoStar can let you they do that now. I know that's what I'm saying is it why it makes sense for me is, is that they have a database in commercial because that's like I think yep. where the vision is going yep. is they want to have a database in residential. And then I wasn't even thinking of them becoming the MLS. I was just thinking that them, because I, I still feel is they make their money off of advertising dollars. That's what they are really, really good at. Oh, wait a they minute. They make, I, I pay them. I like it because they I pay them a exorbitant fee. A month. A month. To access their database to access their because they they think their data is the best because they actually work harder because the, the challenge in our industry is the 95 percent of the agents do less than 10 transactions a year okay so therefore the quality of the data is actually poor 
in my, it's, it, it, whereas if the agents were better at it, and they're even in professional, you know, they're in an industry that has a lot less agents, there's less, less commercial agents, and they, because they control the data, not the agent, right? So the question is, is maybe they're the ones that reduce the, the agent count, because um, they, they're, if they become the dominant source, obviously they're going to, I mean, they charge a lot of fees. Yeah. Right. Wow. Like it's, it's interesting. Cause if they, cause you think if they buy black Knights, can, can anyone, can you get one of you guys look up like they made an offer to buy black Knight or they made an offer to buy one or the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, a, one of the data sources, because if they buy that as well, they are certainly positioning themselves to be, I, I just didn't think, coming into this call that they were going to be a competitor of our NAR and MLS, because of uh, those that may not know NAR owns MLS, of course they know it, but you don't think of it that way. Meaning that, cause they could, there's, cause there's the, cause I was just thinking that they were coming in. The good their, news, the, the realtor, good, like the realtor you, fees, but then actually it would be memberships. They would. I, I think that they are coming in for realtor fees because at the end of the day, I'm, we're not leaving the, we're not leaving NAR, AAR and PAR. Right. Like there's, there's gotta, no there's plan. A, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that have to change in order for us to even consider that. Would you agree? Well, to me, would you? Yes. Agree? Yes. A so, lot. So a lot. What that means is as long you as we're a member, leave. you like you. Dude, I'm a believer. Blood, yes. Of course, it's in my blood. It's, yeah. like, it's in not I'm not the only one. OK. Even though there's people that are like, oh, I hate it. Like, dude. Yeah, there's always haters. Did you know that? There's always haters. I heard. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, like the like the troller that we had on our last yeah, YouTube we had, video. We were excited. Yeah. We had a troller. Yeah. Was, we, we had a podcast about uh, that. We think the agent count's going to go down and, and he tried to troll us. So it was great. So anyway, with that being said, with no plans of leaving NAR, NAR actually has a rule that says if I'm going to be marketing a property, it has to be in the MLS. So Andy can't make exclusive content on CoStar while we're members of NAR because it has to be in the MLS as well. Yeah, but you and I both know agents that are thinking about creating teams that have one team that's a real estate agent and one team that are realtors. Okay. Because it could exacerbate that. Maybe. Yeah. If there's because what you're saying is is that the current rules under our under from NAR is that we if we market a property, it has to be in the MLS. It has to be in MLS. Therefore, otherwise we can be fined five hundred dollars a day per listing, which is a lot. No, but that's why he's this. That's why I know that the advertising is the first thing that's going to come out until they. They, the goal, because essentially by buying homes.com, they picked up 50,000, was there 50,000 realtors that advertise on home. Oh, you mean through IDX? Through No, 572 MLSs? No, no, no. It said that, because homes.com in the write-up, if, when you read it, it said that they have uh, relationships already with, maybe it was 500, no, 500,000 realtors that pay them a fee of some sort. I don't know if it's through... Oh. I don't, so that, wait, wait a minute. Did homes.com just start advertising listing agents on their website? Is that what you think this might have? Like, this is where it's going, right? I'm now curious to see if homes.com is against what Andy's comments are and how long it will take homes.com to migrate over to what Andy's vision is. We should pay attention to that. You don't think that Andy advertises agents? 
I'm saying homes.com wasn't advertising. Do you think homes.com was advertising the listing agent? I don't know. I don't use homes.com. Do you guys yeah, use homes.com? They, they, they do. They do advertise listing agents. No, but Andy's, Andy, no, Andy's not saying that you, you can't advertise. On top, you can't offer competing services on, on top of my listing. On the listing. Right. Not on the side of my listing. So his, his on homes.com today, and when you click that request info button on a listing, you think it goes right to the listing agent? Well, right here it says listed by Sasha Ellis. And that's um, okay. So I don't know what this does. The sexy, the sexy buttons are the ones that matter more than the legal description. Yeah, Let's be real. I'm not sure what that, I mean, there is a number. Here. I don't know the answer to no, that. No, but I, we should call I, that number actually, and see if as the a member of Star, I believe that agents and brokerages advertise on CoStar even though they're not, he's saying- They totally do, dude. There's no, gonna be a sponsored just, section, no doubt, but it's not gonna be overlaid on top of the listing. It's gonna be in the feed of all of okay, those. Okay, I was just pointing out the difference. Okay. I, I, her cell phone. That is her cell phone yeah. number. Nice. I wonder She's paid for that. So there's 500,000 agents that pay for, like that for that feature. That they're listing their information. Right. They're listing their leads. And that, that's okay. probably why he bought homes.com. Because it was more aligned to his vision right. than some of the other Because the, the technology is already built. Because the, like, yeah. the thing is, is he's playing catch up. Let's just be honest. Right. Right. Like the industry is far along. So he you just mean picked... he didn't buy homes.com for $8.99 from GoDaddy in 2003? <laughs> <laughs> 98. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, but to me, it's mostly... And actually, that number goes to one of these three local experts. Oh. Not the listing. Oh, okay. okay. All, right. All right. All right. So then it doesn't align. I think that changes soon. They show the That's name, what I but think. the number goes to someone else. All right. Right. But the thing is, is Andy's collecting the fee up front for that to happen. So that's why he doesn't need to pay. He gets you with the monthly. I mean, I'm paying $450 a month just to have the software. MLS dues are four fifty a year. I get it, dude. Right, like I'm it's just twelve that. times more expensive. So uh, they're profitable. Their model works. He knows that he. I think he's going to bring the model that he created over to. That is my some of it is. He's going to bring it over, and that first started advertising, start to get all the agents, and then he's going to say, "Why do you, like I will provide the cost?" Yeah. Right. I I think with your assistance there. We will provide forms and like, cause it like he, he, I mean, his goal clearly for the commercial agents, in my opinion only is that he wanted to be all for them, even though apparently some of the commercials don't love him because of the control, because you get a lot of control when you are that one-stop shop, you do get some control and they just don't like that. But comments, any, on anything that we talked about, somebody, please. <laughs> Nina, appreciate your comments. Judy, I think you're unmuted. Are you are you ready to participate? Nope, she's not unmuted. It, she's, just, she's not connected to the audio. Oh, no audio. Got it, got Nobody's it. Unmuted. Okay. All right. You know what? At the 45-minute mark, I say we wrap this up, Jeff. Stay tuned. Yeah. We're going to be reporting back on it. Actually, I can't wait until next week's episode because I think... Mark is unmuted. Mark. Okay, Mark. Mark. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Hey, good to see you. Thank you. Good. How are you guys? Awesome. Thanks, Mark. So, so my interpretation of this is that this is just the big boys pushing each other around and it's a control factor. Okay. Continue What control. What? For, uh, well, they, they just want to control the market. 
it becomes the, it's not the dog wagging the tail, it's the tail wagging the dog. And that's what they, that, you know, Zillow's the 10,000 pound gorilla. So how do we infiltrate into their systems and, you know, and how they can try and manipulate us and us try and manipulate them. Zillow weaseled their way into every MLS in the country, right? And they went behind everybody's back and now they're there and they opened up this door. Well, now everybody wants to get in the same game, right? Um, interesting. I think so. You, interesting. Are, are, do, do you think that then they're going to compete with MLS and AR? Do you think they're just going to advertise? Do you think they're going to go direct to consumer? What is their play? Well, I, I think that's to be determined. I don't. It, this is this is twofold. This is uh, people with very deep pockets that you and I can never touch or or compete against. And the only way that, in my eyes, that we can infiltrate or manipulate them is in the street shaking hands, which it's difficult for them to do it because they're doing it from, you know, from the stars, from the satellite. Yeah, they're the puppet master. I agree. No, but I mean, that is what our push with with realestateleopard.com is that the only way we can have a voice to compete with these people is for us to band together. The us being the ones on the street, the ones on the street, right? right. No, that's what you and I agree then, because I mean, I don't know if I'd be as harsh about the way that Zillow got there. I do believe that they said they weren't going to be a broker. They made all the agreements and then they're like, oh, we're going to be a broker. Like maybe they, you know, weren't upfront about where they want to be. But uh, thank you for your comment. Is there anything else you want to add? Well, it's, it's I mean, Jeff, you work with Zillow. I work with Zillow. There's a lot of there's a lot of agents that do, and there's a lot of agents that don't, and that's their choice. So the the question is is you know when when all of this at the end of the day when all of these things unravel, where are you going to stand? Are you going to participate only in this, or are you going to participate across the board? It's 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 that's all it's well, going to I mean, do I, the per easy person, answer is whatever's going to benefit our sellers that's right? exactly like whatever what, like is my ha- the question is 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 does i it was an interesting question phil and i were talking to a very uh influential industry analyst this week and the question was let's call him rob Hunt. let's call him rob Hunt. yes so we had we were we were shooting a a, a podcast with rob Hahn or a youtube or whatever it is and he said if if you didn't advertise your listing on Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, did he put another one in Redfin. there? And Redfin, would your seller still get the same amount of money? Yeah, from- would, would you still use IDX? Right. If those four were excluded. So we'd like well, to ask you, in the, would you, would you feel that you're representing your seller well? And opt out of IDX if you knew that their listing would not be on Zillow, Realtor.com, Redfin, or Trulia? Uh, well, that's a loaded question because us being in the business for long periods of time, I mean, I have I have pocket listings and I want to sell to my investors. So it doesn't even hit it doesn't even hit the MLS. Fair, okay, but that, that's okay. So is that um I, I'm going to take Jeff's a little bit deeper and I'm going to say, okay, Jeff, what if in order to get your listings on those websites, you had to manually add them to those websites instead of them being syndicated through the MLS? Would you go and add your listing to the MLS, to Zillow, to Realtor.com, to Redfin, to Homes.com manually? I don't think we would. 
I think that their user, I think mm-hmm. that, I mean, we would have to now, but I mean, the thing is, is I think that it's why we need a collective audience of agents, right? Like if all of the agents stopped at one time, then the people, then it would be okay. If, if you as a single practitioner chose not to, you're hurting your consumer. But if you could let the consumer know that they're going to be somewhere else, then you can, you know, I mean, to me, what are you replacing it with is the, is the, is where I'm at with that. Like, right. How are you doing direct consumer marketing? Right. How are you going to, and Jeff, that would never happen because you can't get consumers on the same page. It would never, that's not, that's not true. We actually, I think we are, that's what we're trying to build is that we, I think that if all of, if, because my comment to Rob was, if we moved, because the, the elite agents around the U.S. are the top 5%, they have 50% of the listings. And my thought was that if 50% of the supply said, we're not going to participate over here, the consumer would come find those houses. Because a person cares more about where they're going to live than the site they found it on. Uh, right. Like, I agree how that. many times have you worked with, 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 with a buyer, especially in today's marketplace where like, you know what, I drove up and I bought the house without you because I had to buy it without you. That happens to all of us, unless you have a buyer broker agreement, but because the industry has te- te- taught us up until this point that we don't need a buyer broker agreement. And that will change as of, is it May 1st or May 31st? that no longer services are free. So we're going to have to learn. That was last week's podcast. We, we got to learn to start doing buyer broker agreements because the compensation on the buy side is going to change. But I think that the buyer is going to go wherever the house is at the end of the day. I don't think it matters the site. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, 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 Hey Jeff, it's, it's, you're exactly right. And I, I have to agree with you. The consumer is the person that's going to drive that. So I to, think that we can, we can, we can, we can educate our consumers to go to a different place. If we all can band together is where I'm at. Is that I think that, but independently, because the challenge is, is the world of real estate is broken up by the brokers, right? Because there's 5,600 different brokers and everybody, Arizona. and everybody acts differently, which is good. And, and I'm not trying to create uh, anything that's antitrust. I'm just trying to, to create an environment that is pro-consumers because this all creates extra costs for our sellers. In that, I, But I think that we can get the people to come to us directly if we, the elite agents, put it all in one place together and we stand together that we can fight against the big boys. I mean, it's ultimately what MLS, how MLS was originally created. Yes. So there's no question that that could happen. But this whole industry has been created that I don't know that there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of legacy. No, here's what I think changed is when the MLS was created, the brokerage model was different than it is today. And the brokerage model wasn't 5,000 agent brokers. It was five agent brokerages, right? It was smaller. It was more boutique brokerages. 
and you had all of these boutique brokerages that were closer to the are you consumer. Naming, are you naming the changes? So the first piece is the broker model has changed. The second thing is the internet didn't exist. Fair. Well, yeah, I'm aware, but I think anyway, no, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying yes. everything is, has changed is to the reason why I believe MLS, one of the reasons, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but because it has changed, I see the opportunity, you know, I believe that it can change again. Well, I think that, and we'll sum it up with this, is that what is clearly happening and why we want more people to pay attention is because it's going to be decided for the next 20 or 25 years what happens over the next few years. And I just think we want to have a voice in this discussion. I'm sorry. What my point was going to be that I lost track on is that when the, when the MLSs came aboard and when the laws were written at the state level and brokers were built a certain way, brokers have changed. And that is, that has allowed teams like the Seabock team to create a hundred agents. Like we look like a, we look like what a broker used to look like. We're a boutique we look like a boutique brokerage I mean, inside of this big thing. However, the regulation, the regulators, the state, I, I almost went to Warren G right there, but the state hasn't updated this. The MLS hasn't updated to recognize teams yet. They're still, and that's where I think, why I think we should band together is so that we who are closer to the consumers can once again have a voice in regulations at the state level, at the MLS level. I would argue that the agents due to the larger brokerage have also lost their voice because, you know, but there's a- a Yes, that's us. Yes. I agree. All right. Thank you. Happy Thursday. Good to see new faces. Always appreciate the participation. If you thought it was good and you want to leave us a review, we'd love to have more reviews. I don't know if you're watching, listening on Stitcher or you're listening on SoundCloud or watching on the web. We'd love to have any review or any feedback that you'd like to give. We appreciate the time for the discussion. Have a great Thursday. Thank you, guys. Bye.